Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got an opinion? Make your voice heard on the law offices of Rod Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. Sound off on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's time for The Rush with Butkus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know what? It was crazy. It was a whirlwind. You know, we come in, uh, like you said, you know, sat my first year behind Jalen Hurts, learned a lot behind him, you know, how to how to act on and off the field. He was a great leader. Um, he's doing his thing in the NFL now, so props to him. We still stay in contact. Uh, won the job my second year, had a great year, um, lost only two games. And then this past year, you know, we're, you know, things went how they went. I couldn't control it. Uh, I felt like, you know, as a player, I was doing fine enough. Um, you know, we were undefeated at the time and on a 13 or 14 game win streak. Um, but it, I guess it wasn't enough. Uh, I can't control that. And uh, I'm just happy I'm here now with Coach Beamer, coaches that believe in the players and uh, great players around me that will all come together and will be a great team. How about that? We welcome in the show with a little bit of Spencer Radler. Coaches huh? that believe in the players here. Um, there, there was some. Uh, you telling me that's that was a shot directed at? I Lincoln mean, I, I, how else am I supposed to take it? Listen again for yourself. Hmm. Hmm. I'm just saying. He's finally somewhere where the coaches believe in the players. Huh? Yep, that's right. Wow. Is he right that? He had played good enough to where he should not have been replaced? No, he's absolutely wrong about that one. Uh, <laughs> love you, Spence. I hope you do well out there in uh, Columbia. But, uh, buddy, if you stay in that OU-Texas game, OU ends up losing by about you know 35 points or so. I, I still believe that – had Spencer Radler remained the starting quarterback after, like, if he would have started the next game after the Texas game, right? I still think that OU's final record would have been the exact same. Wow, what a bold proclamation that uh, Spencer Rattler would maybe have beaten even TCU. He, you know Tech. what? He may have beaten State. Mm, I don't know. Carl's Jr. actually played pretty well in the first half of the Bedlam game. Pretty well? What, 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 would, what would lead you to believe that after what we saw the first five games or so from Rattler that the schedule or the record would have been any different? Well, I, I just, think at best it would have been the exact same. He was... I don't know if they win the Kansas game if Rattler's in oh, there. Oh, please. We I win that know. game. We win that game 50-7. to seven. They actually cover that game? Yeah. He's a better passer. You you have to admit that. I, I totally agree that he's a better passer, okay. but that's not the biggest factor when your offensive line was getting caved in every other pass play and you can't get outside the pocket to, to escape the pass rush. Yeah, fair but, point. Hey, it, whatever. Rattler had a availability at South Carolina. All the best for him. I do think that the majority of the fan base is rooting for him. We'll see if he is a one-and-done or if he's got two years out there at South Carolina. He's listed pretty high uh, via the Heisman odds this offseason. I just I, I don't see any way that that happens, man. That Isn't sounds it? good in theory. I just uh, there's no way, no way. Think of that though. 
It's amazing. Last year, when Radler got yanked from the Texas game, right, the thought is, okay, Radler's done here. He may transfer even before the end of the season, um, but he's he's gone. The fans were about as negative as we've seen towards any individual player at Oklahoma in a long time. Sure. And right now, the popularity contest between Spencer Radler, Caleb Williams, and Lincoln Riley, he wins that big time. Oh, uh, two members of the Williams family are more disliked <laughs> than uh, Rattler. Carl Sr. and Carl's Jr. And, of course, Muleshoe as well. No, hey, Who would have ever thought that Rattler no, would be the guy to come me. out of last season not as me. the one that Sooner fans hold in the highest regard? Yeah, now, I don't know if, if we credit it because he handled it the right way down the stretch or we just – you know, our anger was so high with other people that we totally forgot about that guy. But it seems like in that situation, he did handle it pretty well. I mean, as he well did. as you could hope to handle it. No, I thought he did fine. He handled it really well, and he he ended up coming away a winner in the deal. Now, it has more to do with Lincoln Riley. Lee, uh, obvious reasons. It's not like he had any one moment or something that got him back in the good graces. It's just kind of the way things unfolded. But I, I am, I'm optimistic about what he's going to do at South Carolina. Now it's going to be tough. He's, he's not going to have the, the offensive line he's used to. He's not going to be the more talented team out there on the field week in, week out, like he's used to at Oklahoma. Like that's going to get real, in a hurry, but I still think that he's going to do a, a pretty good job. He there. may be the most talented quarterback that South Carolina not only has had in a while, but maybe ever had. Like they don't attract huh. big time quarterback talent out there. Uh, he he may be the most talented that they've ever had. So, I, yeah, I think everyone's rooting for South Carolina this year. But on the uh, on the quarterback conversation, we're talking about how I think Sark's success at Texas. Is probably directly tied to Quinn Ewers, and if that whole situation works out, I'm starting to really think that not all of Muleshoe's success, but a large part of it is tied to Caleb Williams taking the next step at USC because they've got a lot of momentum right now. There is no doubt about it. But, man, you have to capture it. You've got to take advantage of the momentum while you still have it. And if Caleb Williams is – you know, more focused on the NIL deals this offseason. He doesn't take care of what he needs to take care of to make that next jump as a player. And there's definitely things he needs to do better. Um, if, if he regresses next year, like it looked like Spencer Rattler did last year, you stand to lose a lot of the, that momentum, and that could be a killer for him at USC. Yeah. So, Muleshoe, you better be right about Caleb Williams being this next elite quarterback for you, or it's not going to go well. Yeah, they are in a they're in a good spot just because of like their like, they've got good momentum. They're coming off of like there's such a low bar for success next year, right? You go you win 6 games and go to some crappy bowl game. Well, guess what? You improved over the previous year. Uh so they've got an incredibly low bar. But I mean, the point remains that Caleb Williams was 
he was a beneficiary of playing at Oklahoma. Like it goes both ways. Oklahoma can be better because a player is there, but a player that's at Oklahoma can also be better or be more productive because that's where he's playing. And that's you've always heard me use this whenever we're talking about like who's the best quarterback in the Big Twelve. Well, it's always easy to say, well, Oklahoma's quarterback is the best, but all things aren't equal. Most quarterbacks in college football are absolutely running for their freaking lives nonstop. Quarterbacks at good universities have a great pocket to throw from. They've got a really good running game to back them up. There's a lot of other things there. It's not always an apples and apples comparison, but we'll see some of that play out, in my opinion, at USC for Caleb Williams. Text line says, I believe we have to refer to Carl's Jr. as Hardy's. Hardy's uh, did have elite breakfast back in the day. Did you ever get Hardy's breakfast as a kid? No, we got breakfast at home. That's what you grew up with. Yeah, usually. And not only did we have breakfast at home, it was the gigantic uh, packages of cereal. <laughs> did you actually the, get the, the uh, cheap ones? Did you get the name? Oh, you had the Great Value brand. The great Value, yeah. yeah. The gi- They were like two times the size yeah. of the Lucky Charms and called something else. Well, it's the same thing. Yeah. Sooners got screwed at Bedlam. Too bad no calls cost Oklahoma a 44-37 to win over the Pokes. Uh, yeah. Hey, maybe I'm the only one. You are the only one on this. That was a P.I. in the end zone. Well, that's not what I'm saying. That's what you're going to say. No, maybe I'm the only one, but that is a sacrifice that now I'm willing to look back on and say – I am okay losing to state if it means we got Brent Venables as our new head coach. Well, think about it. If you're ever if you were ever going to handpick a year where you lose to Oklahoma State, this year was actually the perfect year. Yet yeah. one, you you get the wheels really going on the whole Brent Venables thing, right? Mm-hmm. That what that that got you maybe an extra week with recruiting down the stretch, but more than anything. They beat OU, yet nobody talked about it the entirety of the next week. It's almost as if that game actually never happened. That's right. And the whole week was a conversation about Muleshoe leaving, who's the next head coach. And then by Saturday, we look up and say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, all right, OSU's playing a Big 12 title game. Here we go. And it's got to be one of the most crushing defeats for them in school history. So if you did had if you had to hand pick a loss, this this was the mm. year for it. That's mm-hmm. right. And you know most of the conversation around the Big Twelve championship game is, well, who's going to be next at OU? You think? Not not. Wow. What about these two teams? Oh, yeah. It was it was expert level troll. Yeah, we're going to lose the game, but we're going to capitalize on the attention and no one's even going to remember if you won it or not. Maybe that's why Lincoln gets such a pass for last year's because no one even remembers that Bedlam game. Yeah, that's wow. true. It may be the most forgotten game in uh, school history. Mm. I think that's... Though, though, we, though we really haven't forgotten that he stuck Eric Gray back in there to field a punt <laughs> when he had no... So, you know, I, I, I take that back. We seem to remember quite a bit from that game, the, the decisions that were made. 
Oh, yeah. What is the most uh, forgotten game in OU history? Oh, I wish it was that Big 12 championship game in 2003 that you played in. I wish we could forget that one, but Unfortunately, no such luck. that one remains fresh on everyone's mind because you bring it up. The Jeez. top of the hour, every hour. I mean, if I'm going to have to freeze to death during a game, I'd like it to be a little bit more competitive than 35-7. to 7. Just saying. I think it's the Iowa Bowl game in Arizona. Well, we do. Rem- the most memorable thing is the sky cam fell right. fell and uh, right onto the field. That's right. But other than that, <laughs> it's pretty forgettable. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up uh, the first half hour next. Stay tuned. Yeah, the rush coming to you about a half hour earlier than normal. We had a, uh, a lot of people moving around today. Teddy and I will be on from 3 to 6 today. This hour is brought to you by Chapel Supply. We got a couple guests coming in with us next hour, so that's going to be a lot of fun. We'll tell you more about that at the top of the 3 o'clock hour. Also, some OU football assistants are meeting with the media right now, so if anything interesting comes out of that, I will uh, be sure to relay it to everyone out there. Sean says the most forgotten game is that Russell Athletic Bowl against Clemson where well, like, the final score is like 40-6 yeah. to six and Cole Stouts. The most forgettable uh, game with the most forgettable quarterback, Cole Stout of Clemson that day. Yeah, that's right. That was um, hmm, that was brutal. That, that, is that was a um, that was about as much of a rock bottom feel as we felt around here in quite some time. Yeah, it really was. Though some would argue the Bedlam loss was even worse than than that one. Nah, no, we didn't. Well. I was about to say, we didn't get anything out of the Russell Athletic loss, but we did get Lincoln Riley, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Which that used to sound really cool, but now it's, yeah, ungrateful for what he got to what he was. That damn Josh Happel's the reason Lincoln was here in the first place. Yeah. Is that, does this renew any... Uh, any animosity towards uh, Heupel? I don't think so. I, I think it actually uh, helps him out quite a bit. Well, if Heupel would have stayed, there is a thought now probably, Teddy, that if he stays, he has great success with Baker, he becomes the head coach, and he's still here. Hey. Actually, probably not. But. I'll tell you what. Um, I, I still maintain that I think – because remember, Baker – came to OU when Heupel was here. 
I still maintain, had the transfer rules been different at the time and Heupel would have had Baker Mayfield as his quarterback, things would have been way different. Like who knows what the well they win the bedlam game. Um, well, all, he, all, all due respect to to Cody Thomas, but I think didn't Cody Thomas start that bedlam game that year? And really, OU was in control of that game until Samaje got hurt. So yeah. going back to the 2014 season, um, you you probably beat TCU that year. Now the product of Baker that season would not have been the same as in 2017, but it would have been an upgrade to what they had that year. Great chance you beat TCU on the road. Great chance you don't lose to Kansas State at home. So you can probably eliminate two to three losses after that season. It looks vastly different. Yeah, here's the thing, though. Everything happens for a reason, you know. I think that even though I think Heupel would have done way better with Baker as quarterback, I I still believe and I hate because I love Josh Heupel. I, I hate how that whole – situation ended and I wish it wouldn't have come to that but it did it did change or bring to light some things that needed to be changed yeah. and I ultimately did all of that end up happening uh somewhat but we didn't get the entire um all of the changes that we needed but I think it did help set up the reason that we we had a a successful run those last couple of years for Stoops and during Lincoln's tenure, it it was a successful run. We didn't get a championship out of it, which I know that's what we're talking about here, but I don't know. I It I, set I, us up to where we are right now, and I think we're, we're about to take that Heupel next step. would not have worked out here in the long term. I mean, even if you bring him back for 2015 and he gets Mayfield, quarterback recruiting was just not – it wasn't on the level that it needed to be. Say what you want about Muleshoe. I make fun of him at least 10 times a day. Quarterback recruiting, quarterback development got a lot better once once he showed up here. If Heupel is still here, I don't think Kyler Murray leaves A&M to come to OU. Just saying. That may be true. I have no idea. Don't know. Is Did he come to play for Lincoln Riley? Is that what you're that, telling that me? Was a, that, was a pretty big, that was a pretty big factor. When did he transfer? After the 16 season and sat for 17? Or did he sit 16 and 17? He Well, he played 17. He was a backup quarterback. Well, that yeah, year. I know. But I'm just saying, like, he was here for 16 and 17, like, on our campus for those two seasons, right? right? Yeah. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. Our number one of the rush is next. Up pucker. Okay. Nice. That's our baseball coach, Skip Johnson, right there. That's that's great. But I will say this. It's relatable, right? That's kind of how we it's all It's the talk. most relatable thing he could have said for trying to get the fans out there like, yeah, we gotta get out there and make that pitcher pucker up out there. That's what you want. <laughs> hey, we got some special guests this hour. How yeah, about this? This is gonna be fun. We got a couple of guys that are sitting in. Uh so was this an auction deal? 
Is that how this went down? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. You guys were uh, kind enough to uh, offer some of your time to a charity, and well, we couldn't wait to bid on it. Yeah. The Mary Abbott. That's right. Hang on. We, he's yeah. Well, got we, might have, we might have to turn that one around or no, something. No, he's got the front of it. Okay. Well, maybe that mic is just disabled. Who knows? But I'm Uh-oh. just I'm just hope that they kept their receipt after this. I can't believe they paid for this hour. Well, you know? yeah, that's the thing. Um, we it's a real racket whenever we can auction off an hour to come in here and let you guys do some of our work for us. Right? <laughs> is that's that's how it's supposed to work. I, I'm in, I'm interested though because it wasn't just. This time slot, Teddy, it was actually the entire station, and these guys chose our show to come in. So why did you choose this slot from 3 to 6 instead of any of the other shows during the day? Well, nothing against the other guys, but you guys are the all-stars. Oh, yeah, there we go. There we go. Yeah. He just says that because he's got the same hairstyle as Ted, Teddy. Uh, now, they hang got, on a got sec. the same barber. We're two seconds into this thing, and I'm already getting attacked here. All <laughs> right. Same barber. Yeah, that is true. And you, he knows this. Bald guys stick together. That's we right. We always do. That's right. So, um, we'll just hang out. We'll talk some sports. Uh, we'll make fun of Skip Johnson there with the, uh, the butt pucker. We'll hit all that <laughs> stuff. Um, Tyler, so we got... There's media availability today for the football coaches? Yeah, media availability going on. Uh, I haven't seen anything really monumental that's come out yet. So while we're kind of waiting for that and before we like really get into things with uh, these guys, Will, kind of tell us about West, Yala, and Gosney. Uh, well, we're a uh, personal injury law firm, so that means we help people who've been, who've been hurt. Most of the time that's in a, some sort of motor vehicle wreck. Uh, so Robert and I have been uh, uh, partners for a while now. We were we were junior partners in a firm, and and uh, our main partner passed away unexpectedly, and we're carrying on in his honor. That's why the name of the firm is West Yalagazny. So, you know, we're carrying on in in, uh, in Mr. West Jeremy's uh, uh, name and and the sort of the traditions, the foundation that he really laid. So we, you know, our our tagline is we, we're different kind of lawyers, and and we really embody that. You know, we kind of look at the things that uh, other lawyers do bad, and, and the major complaints that other other people have with lawyers, and uh, we just we do the opposite. So that's that's a little bit about us. Well, um, there's a guy that personally injured OU season last year. Could we <laughs> file against Lincoln Riley by chance? Do you guys do you guys do that? He, he probably has deep pockets. I guess I don't know. We could see. He does now. Well, yeah. I guess he always did. But yeah, I don't think we do defamation. But uh, we should start. We'll we'll look into that. We'll look. You into should that. start. You get a bunch of clientele around here, and it's not really. You don't ever have to get any real money out of him. We'll just get some billable hours going. Right on uh, defamation cases against Lincoln. I've said this for a long time, guys. I think Teddy would be an awful lawyer and really kind of the worst lawyer. You wouldn't want him representing your firm. Could you imagine the courtroom etiquette that he would have? (laughs) Now, hang on a second. You would blow up at anything in the courtroom. It'd be terrible. But you want somebody like Teddy. That's what I was about to say. (laughs) I don't know. He speaks to the the average Joe. I think he'd get arrested five minutes into a trial. Possible. Now, depending on the outcome, right? I could uh, I could lose my my uh, my temper up there. But here's the thing: I would I think I would be okay in the courtroom. But you're right; I'd be a terrible lawyer because the real work is the the details, the contracts. The uh, that is not no, my but that's why you have the young associate there to to give you that. You're yeah. You don't need to know everything. Yeah, I'll be on call. Do you have to have a well? Yeah, you, you, 
That's a bad road. By the way, the update to the press conference is there is no uh, press conference that has started yet. So, okay, (laughs) the update that is is not uh, begun yet. So while we wait for that, twenty four seven sports. Ah, we mention them two or three times a day. Let me guess for an article. No, this is actually you can guess what it is, but it's actually a little bit different than what we've been talking about. Oh, so it's not a way too early prediction of what the USA Today's prediction for early uh, or pre spring. Quarterback, it's something stupid. Well, you're half right. Okay, it, it's it's not of something like that, but it is something that's going to anger us all. Okay, uh, they have a college football best helmets ranked. Okay, okay, twenty five to one. Now twenty five to twenty one, UCLA, Wyoming, Clemson, Auburn, Georgia. Anyone have any issues there? That's your twenty-five UCLA, to twenty-one. Wyoming is there's brown and yellow it's like white, with the cowboy, white brown and a yellow outline with the with the cowboy on. Yeah, it. the yeah. bunking Bronco. Yeah, that's what gets them on that list. Yeah, the colors though. Well, I guess you got you're coming up with twenty-five of them. I I like UCLA's colors. Yeah, same. Do you like UCLA's colors? No, no? I don't. Um, like Coach Orgeron said, the sissy blue shirt. I, I can't. I, it's just not. It's not football to me, man. I like the script. I like the script UCLA. The, the script I, UCLA I like is that. cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. At twenty through what is this? Twenty through sixteen. You've got North Carolina State at twenty. That doesn't do anything for me. OU all the way back at nineteen. Come on, guys. It's it's traditional. I know that there's not a whole lot of flash to it, but. Yeah. That's pretty disrespectful. That's the first, like, kind of, you know, common historic helmet that's way back out on the list. Yeah. So we're in front of Georgia. I, I'm not a fan of Georgia's. I, don't, I think ours is way better. It's clean. <sighs> I did like when the OU emblem on the helmet went a little bit bigger. Did you yeah. guys notice that in a couple well, years Well, I'm ago? looking at it right here. Is This is the new – is that the new no, one they've got on there? No, he didn't, by the way, to answer your question. I told him about that six months after it happened, and he called me a nerd for <laughs> noticing that that even happened. <laughs> I thought that was huge. That's, what that, that's where that conversation – I loved it. I know. I noticed it immediately, too. And Teddy, no, called me a nerd for I pointing look, I that out. I think it looks a lot better than the skinny OU. <laughs> well, I, the skinny OU. I don't know why they put our helmet <laughs> on here, a picture of our traditional helmet, and then the bring the wood helmets on here as well. <laughs> That you can't do that to us, but that's my point, and why I don't like the um, the bring the wood alternate uniforms. Because if you're scrolling through this article, you say, "Oh, I didn't know that was OU's alternate uniforms." Of course you didn't, because we have a massive brand that we've built over the years in winning football, and then we put on a uniform that no one knows it's us. If OU is going to do a cool alternate helmet, what would it be? What would, what would the best alternate helmet be for OU? I've said this all along. You can do alternate uniforms. That's fine. Now, a lot of people dislike them, but there's a crowd that wants alternate uniforms. This is the, that's a, right. There's a crowd that doesn't. Right. It's a simple, it's the easiest solution. Do a throwback, like what they did in sure. 2003. That's yeah, all you got. That was a classic. white helmet, right? Yeah. You, with you, the red stripe. You, you can have an alternate uniform, but it's a throwback. It's an OT, you know, the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Everyone, everyone would love that. I still think, you guys tell me, I think it would be so killer if they did the 80s. Like the whole the uniforms with the holes the in mesh, them. mesh, oh, the sure. bike jersey. I think that would be cool to do that for one game. What about all black? 
No. <laughs> You're about to light up the text line when you say <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> you can't. Here's my point. Black, which, by the way, black always looks awesome. It never, like, the Raiders, anyone that wears all black, even when Baylor wears it, all black looks awesome. Iowa State did it. It looks awesome. And if we did it, it would probably look awesome. But if you're watching TV and you're just flipping around football games and you see a black team on there, you don't think it's OU. It's worthless to our brand. That's why I don't like it. I think the players would love it. White letters. Let's throw it in there against Kansas Jayhawks when, you know, it's not a big deal. You, that's one thing we've learned. You better win the football game whenever you put alternate unis <laughs> did on. Did they wear throwbacks against Kansas last year? I can't remember. My mind is so clouded so did by they wear, the stress in the second half. Do of they game. have to wear on the road? They won on the road and won at home every single year. Yeah. Seems I think like they West did. West Virginia almost gets the throwback. West Virginia, the West Virginia board, yeah. normally does throwback right. game. Yeah, I'll say right uh, at number what is it? Eighteen. Tennessee's got a pretty good helmet. Yeah, um, I'm more willing to say okay. I I tend to look at that like I do the UCLA sissy powder blue. You know, really Tennessee. It's a really lighter orange. You know, I mean, it's 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 uh, it's all right. And you know, I, I don't normally trend towards the white helmets, but yeah. I, I don't have a huge. It's not better than OU's helmet. Like that's a joke no. to me. No, 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 no. It's not. If Penn State's ab- above us, I'm gonna. Puke. Oh, buddy. That will be. Oh, just just wait. <laughs> they don't have anything. Penn State's number two on this list. Oh, you gotta be kidding. Me. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I I think I like Penn State's helmet. Really. I think it's about well, as I'll plain to, as they come. You know how I man. get. I don't remember what it looks like right now. I'll have to go. Like, they, Iowa, ran out of, they ran out of money. They couldn't finish the helmet. It's all white. <laughs> you don't remember what it looks like. Just picture a white football helmet and a blue stripe down the middle. That's that's, that's what you have right there. That sounds. It's awesome. It's like you could go to Academy, buy a white football <laughs> helmet, man. a blue stripe, and that's what you have. Simple pleasures. Uh, Simple man. I like Iowa's number seventeen. I like Iowa's Iowa. got Iowa's cool. Uh, black and gold are. That's that's football colors right there. Yeah. North Carolina, it, that is blasphemy that they have North Carolina higher than Oklahoma. Although, I like their, their helmet. It looks good. The colors are clean, logo clean, but you can't have that ahead of Oklahoma. That's a joke. Louisville is at 15. That's a joke. Uh, Pitt is at 14. That's a little bit of a joke. Flo- Florida's at 13. Oregon's at 12. Arkansas's at 11. We don't even know what Oregon's traditional helmet looks like. How yeah. do you put how do you put Oregon that high when they wear a different helmet every single game? They don't even deserve to be on this list. I I don't know what I'm witnessing. You're going to have to explain to me how and why Arkansas is 11 and ahead of Oklahoma. How is that possible? It's the it's obviously the summer just a slam OU. That's that's what's going on this year, I guess. Yeah. Number ten USC. Well, at least they're top ten in something. I have to admit, I like USC's uniform. Don't say that, man. I do. Oh, I like why? their uniforms. I don't know, man. It's one of the traditional uniforms, but the helmet is the weak part of the uniform. Would you ever wear those colors together if you weren't? Representing USC, they're ter- terrible combination. Yeah, it is like a ketchup and mustard. And the 
the helmet doesn't really even match the colors of the uniform, which is interesting. Uh, Florida State is at nine. Great Florida helmet. State, yeah, I love that one. Pretty cool. Great helmet. LSU's at eight. Um, most people like that. You gotta have to love the color yellow to love LSU's helmet, right? Mm. I can see how if you're an LSU fan that you would like that helmet, but I just can't bring myself to that. Texas is at seven. Gag. Oh, yeah, boo. boo. They're all whites are, are nice though. Texas is all white. Well, unless Vince good. Young is running around in them and you can see his entire backyard, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Uh, Michigan is at six. Uh, tough to hate on Great Michigan's helmet, helmet about as it. iconic as it yeah. can get. Yeah. Bama, as maybe as plain as it can get outside Penn State's at number five. Yeah, I like Alabama's. Miami at four? Eh, I don't think it's an ugly helmet, but it's not top no, five. It's not. The only reason that helmet is good is because it used to mean something. Right, it's not like like why is Alabama's helmet good because it means something. You know what it is. You know whose it is. It means that there's a uh, a really good football player underneath it. Miami, that's what it used to mean, and that brand used to have that type of respect, but it doesn't yeah. anymore. So you can't have them in the top five. The U means nothing now. Uh, Notre Dame is at three. Did either of you guys have come to the Notre Dame game in 2012? That was the shiniest object I've ever seen before. I don't know if either <laughs> that, of you were there or not. The but. game was great. I was not. I remember not being at that. I was I in Denver watching, watching Peyton Manning play on Sunday, but we watched it at a bar, and I was uh, dropping F-bombs when we got beat at <laughs> Yeah. You and I was not happy. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to know that uh, it was the same in Denver as it was with the 80,000 here in attendance. Oh, my gosh, man. Wild game. Penn, we paid them back at their place, so. Yeah, definitely did. Uh, Penn State's at two on this list. I just, I, I'm You have sorry. to admit, it I looks good. I, yeah, I, it's, it's a fine helmet, but it's not the second best in college football. Come on. Ohio State number one. Mm. Ohio State's is pretty good. I'll give it to them. But is it the best? My top five is Ohio State, in, in no order, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Alabama, Notre Dame, Florida State. And then I'll throw in uh, Michigan. Those are the best helmets. Um, in your my opinion. top five, but you actually list six. Okay, my yeah. actual top five is Ohio State, Notre Dame, Ultimate Homer, OU, Michigan, and Florida State. Are we overranking our our helmet? No, I don't think so. Just because it's really withstood the test of time. Now the colors of the helmet have changed over the years. It's a darker color now than what it used to be, but for the most part, it's it's pretty much the same. Can you tell me what Ohio State's helmet looks like without the helmet stickers? It's just silver with the uh, got the helmet stripes, the white and red, y- y- right? Yeah. Like the double, like the two tone stripe, right? Yeah. And then is it? A, it's a gray face mask with the gray helmet, right? Yeah. I, it's I, it's it looks good, but it, I think it's in my opinion it's too busy. Like that. Yeah, the stickers are too much. I prefer Michigan to Ohio State, frankly, in that rivalry. I, I think I do too, helmet wise. But the thing is, like I credit a lot of the helmet to what's underneath it. Oh yeah, football guy right oh, there. Oh come on. Yeah, who cares about the outside Sonny, of the helmet? You, it's what's on the inside. Would you have liked helmet stickers when you were playing for OU? 
Probably, you know. <laughs> Look at all the good stuff I've done. <laughs> I probably would have liked it. I don't know. With that staff, you you guys never would have gotten any helmet stickers. Nothing was ever good enough. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, that one like. at OU Texas. It's like Oklahoma started this new tradition uh, when Stoops came to OU that they you get a sticker on your helmet whenever you make a, a game-changing play. It's 2005. No one's earned a sticker yet, but that – that program is there, we've heard. Yeah, too bad they didn't have the turnover chain back then. You would have bored that one day. Yeah, well, that was – it's interesting uh, how much better offenses have gotten at, like, maintaining possession and, and not turning the football over. I looked at it – all four of my years at OU, defensively, we created, like – what was it, Tyler, like 36 – like somewhere between like thirty-two and thirty-eight turnovers every single year, wow. and now if you get to like twenty to twenty-five, you're you're probably going to lead your conference and lead in like turnover ratio. Yeah, That's pretty it, impressive improvement. Yeah. I mean, how do they do that? What are they just quarterbacks shorter, making better decisions? Shorter passes, oh. RPOs, um, like a lot of tunnels and bubble screens that you don't have a lot of turnovers unless you're playing Kansas State and you're on your one-yard line. Wow, <laughs> that was an eight-year joke right there. Uh, yeah, so just uh, preaching it, preaching it, preaching it. Players have gotten better. at. Like, there's way more emphasis on the passing game in high school, so they're higher-level passers whenever they enter. Um, just kind of gaming the system a little bit on defenses, on, on like how you can spread them apart and just make way easier – you know, higher percentage throws. Rule change too. Yeah. Well, the, the rules in the past twenty years have definitely all. Oh I mean, yeah, you can't coverage. you can't touch anybody. Right. It's insane. Think, I, the biggest difference, like rule wise, that you just don't hear that much about. Like the targeting call is it's a tough call on defensive players, and you get a targeting penalty. Yeah, it's a fifteen yard penalty, but that's not the impact of that that rule the impact is receivers not being afraid of going over the middle at all sure i mean it was a common you go over the middle and you've already been popped on time that game and your quarterback throws it's like i'm not catching that are you crazy so i mean that all of those help to maintain possession higher percentages throwing the football all right, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hit us on the text line, 651-3439, Air Comfort Solutions. Text line, 329-9000. Offices of Rob Polston, Oklahoma Tax Resolution Line.
Philly basketball winning a championship, how much it would help you? It is the rush on the ref, plus two today inside the Brown O'Haver studio. Will Gosney, Robert Yala joining us today of West Yala and Gosney. WYGLawFirm.com is where you can find them. And Will, I looking on your website, you do offer uh, free consultations, correct? Yes, we do. Yes. And I'll be honest, that's that's not that big of a deal. Everybody who does this kind of gig does it, but it is, it is important. And, uh, you know, we do do some things that are a little bit different. The way we structure our fee, you know, we we always put more money in our client's pocket than we do in ours. And that that's a little bit different. A lot, everybody likes to talk a big game about, you know, no fees and this and that. And we everybody does that. But what they don't do is they make sure that their client's putting more of their own money in their pocket and so there's a lot of lawyers running off with with a big cut of the uh, the pie and we just we don't do it that way that's Let's flood your office with a bunch of free consultations how about that <laughs> <laughs> Right yeah and Where's West is he back at the office doing uh, all the work what's going on there Uh he he unfortunately passed away about Two and a half, three years ago, Teddy. Awesome. So, <laughs> perfect. Let me let me take that foot yeah. out of your mouth real quick. So, uh, yeah. boy, you, you walked right into that. I walked yeah. right into that. Awesome. Yeah. That only I could do something that awkward. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I take that back. You'd be a terrible lawyer. Yeah. See, I tried to tell you that last segment. Will, you're an OU grad. Robert, are you an OU grad as well? Yes, sir. So we're, double grad. Oh, undergrad wow. in law school. Yeah. Dang. That's we're dealing right. with uh, two OU grads here. So I want to yeah. ask you both the same question. We'll start us off because Teddy and I have this theory that the OU fan is way more engaged now after the hiring of Brent Venables than everyone was before. It just people got kind of into a lull of this bad conference, losing in the semifinal every year. And maybe you don't feel this way, and that's fine. I'm not, you know, trying to speak for you. But I guess, do you feel more excited and more engaged as an OU fan now that Brent Venables has come back? Oh, yeah, totally. No, me and Robert were just talking about this. Well, we talked about this during the season. But, yeah, it, it was almost a little bit – it just wasn't as fun this last season. I mean, you'd go and then they'd squeak out a win against It's like the most miserable opponent. 9-0 ever, right? It really was. <laughs> we yeah. kept dropping in the polls, but we were winning. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah and you just knew they should have been capable of more, and, and then they weren't. And it's just you didn't – you couldn't pinpoint the problem. Now we can pinpoint at least part of the problem, but it was just it was just – it was a frustrating season. So, it's yeah. It's not enjoyable at all. Yeah. As a lifelong fan, I, I did not enjoy last season. Yeah, we're juiced was, up. Juiced up for the next one. It was great for us. The, it, radio is really easy to do whenever there's a bunch of angry fans. <laughs> no doubt and about like, that. We were we were laughing last season because it was kind of the perfect scenario. Like you want to win, right? Because you want to be playing for something big at the end of the year. Like that's what people are interested in. But if you blow everyone out, no one really is engaged. But if you could, if you just squeak them out, everyone's really mad about what's going on and creates a, a, a big uproar out there. So it was last year. Honestly, Tyler, from, from that lazy day in July whenever Texas A&M decided they were going to break the news of, of the SEC um, to everyone, like – that was like the wildest ride we've had for like six months of radio since I've been here. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I don't know if we'll ever see anything like that again. Just the events that happen. I mean, it's OU's 8-0 around here, and sounds like you guys were just like us and everyone else, PO'd about how the season was going. And we played Spencer Rattler to start off the show today, and he's like, I, I guess that wasn't good enough. 
well, no, it wasn't good enough. We didn't care that you were 8-0. No, you were beating bad teams, and we could all see that it wasn't a very good football team. So, guys, it's, it's, it's been wild, no doubt. But we are we're in basketball mode. We're always in football mode. But we're in softball mode right now, too. And I believe that you've had a connection with Jocelyn Allo in the past, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, um, we jumped right in the NIL game. Um, and uh, we identified Jocelyn as somebody that we really wanted to work with, right? I mean, right when the ruling came down. Uh, so last summer, uh, found out that uh, they'd allow athletes to, to make some money on their, you know, name, image, likeness, and uh, identified Jocelyn as a really good candidate, someone who's a champion, uh, breaking records, uh, a really good person. And so we reached out to her. We got a deal done, and we have a, a commercial that features Jocelyn. And she was, it was awesome to make the commercial. That was very enjoyable to shoot with her. And uh, Lauren Chamberlain is, uh, or is or was her agent. Is her agent, yeah. And uh, those girls were just fantastic. Great mm-hmm. people. And yes. watching uh, Jocelyn take batting practice, if you haven't uh, gotten the opportunity <laughs> to ever do awesome. that, I mean, yeah, just uh, – I probably we, we didn't even need the commercial. I probably would have given her the money just to watch her take BP. It, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, she's she is an athlete, incredible athlete. She's, she's it's really impressive. I just hope she gets a pitch to hit, man. I know, I know. Well, yeah, they're It'll just pitching happen. behind her every time, right? It'll happen, Robert. I don't know if you've always been a big OU softball fan, but I'm sure you are now. I mean, obviously you are if you're signing Allo to an NIL deal. But how much has your softball fandom for OU grown here over the past few years? Oh, how how can you not be an OU alum and and then not just take off? I mean, you, just the pride in the program, um, the championships uh, Patty's brought. Uh, you, you can't help but love what OU softball represents and what it means and what it's doing. So we're a softball school, and the product is so fun to watch. I mean, it's just there. The games are enjoyable. They flow well. There's a lot of action. It's fun. I was in Georgia visiting family, and that and my relatives, who obviously are Georgia fans, they were hooked on the women's World Series softball. They thought it was the best theater, the best entertainment, and sure. uh, it is. Yeah, they know you run ruled them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I love it. I you know I I've. I've slowly gotten more and more into it, and last year, obviously locked in, and like this will probably be the first. This is the first time I've been like, we've talked about it throughout a season, but we haven't been locked in like we have been this year, and it's been it's fun to watch, man. Where's your uh, both of you, Robert? Where's your first SEC road game going to be? You get to handpick where OU's first SEC road game is when they go to the league. Alabama. I okay. Want, I want the champ. Yeah. Did either of you guys go to the Tennessee game? I kick myself every single day. For yeah, that. me too. Yeah, Teddy reminds me every other game, <laughs> every other did, day that I didn't get. Tyler to go didn't that go. That was amazing. Well, the atmosphere was amazing, but the way the game ended, the way Baker played, Sterling Shepard played. That. Yep. I mean, that's a game I still watch to this day. It was amazing. the The day before the game, it was amazing. Like the atmosphere leading up to the game. Uh, like obviously in the game it was wild and Tennessee had obviously they've since like right after that game they fell big time but at that point like they were back and this is their moment and who knows what would have happened I I don't think they would have done anything legitimate but 
Like the history or or the next couple of years for Tennessee definitely could have been way different had they, they that, that game. That off. game completely took the wind out of their sails. It, it was a turning point yeah. for us. You, massively. They didn't turn out to be a good team that year, but you got your best shot that night. I mean, they were up double digits before we started. Yeah. making a comeback. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. They were kind of dominating the game for like three and a half quarters until oh you got its act together on offense. Will, but, what about you? First, well, let me let me let me jump in real quick. Yeah. Imagine that game, same atmosphere with Josh Heupel. On the sideline, how, how oh, much more exciting is that going to be? <laughs> I'll definitely be at that game with Josh Hype on the sideline. Anyway, sorry. To no, that, no, that'll be that's cool. true. Well, number one, because he's got them playing some really good football uh, offensively. They were they were really good a year ago. That's that's number one. But number two, uh, I don't know that any of their fans care, but I know he cares, right? And that's. He won't prep for any other game that offseason. No. He'll just prep for OU for about six months. They're going one and eleven that year, right? But they're they're going to sell out for OU. That's that's going to be crazy, and I'm interested to see. Right, I don't. I feel like our fan base has. I think everyone holds him in high regard. Now, obviously, whenever you're an offensive coordinator and things aren't going well. People forget really quickly and really don't care about what you did as a player. They want to know what you're doing right now. But I think everyone has moved past that yeah, uh, they on, have. on our end. So I think he would be welcomed really nicely whenever he came here. But he think, would not be he would not be in for the uh the fluff and going out there and shaking hands or taking a pill. I don't think he would do any of that. No, I think the OC at OU is probably the toughest job. In the program. Sure. Yeah. A lot of expectation. Imagine right. doing it as a former player. Yeah. You know, it's like you you have a couple of bad games and you erase anything that you did as a player. You know, yeah, seriously. It's, it's tough. Yeah. Will, where's the first SEC road game going to uh, be? I'm going to go LSU. Woo! Death Valley. Yeah. At night would be great. Uh, you know, hopefully I can get a, avoid uh, beers being thrown on me too much. Uh, but no, LSU, like all good OU fans, I bear a grudge. Uh, basically, uh, to infinity, so I'd like some payback for 2003. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, LSU, I think it'd be super fun. That'd be great. I'll make a prediction right now. All right, so I always talk about the the OU fan that you get at OU Texas is like that's the party fan at OU. The home game fan at OU is – it's a little bit different. It's more family-driven. It's it's way more laid back. But the OU Texas crowd, they're going down to Dallas to party. Sure. It, whenever we go to LSU, the fans that travel to that game, that's our special forces team that's going down <laughs> to LSU. No one that's else right. is going. Everyone, uh, the folks that don't know what that's about, they're staying home. The, <laughs> the guys that are taking that trip down there, they know well, what they're doing. What in do for. our Special Forces fans look like? Do they have like a bottle of Pedialyte on each hip as they walk down there, getting ready for all the bourbon that flows? <laughs> They've got one of those uh, those beer belts. I still you, have mine yeah. if anyone wants to borrow Across it. Across the, the chest. Uh-huh. It'll hold some, six. With some beers in there. And yes, actually, they're pulling one of those. Uh, IV stands, a rolling <laughs> IV stand with the IV injected into the vein. Beer dispensing helmet. How, how do you guys uh, recommend handling the 11-year-old uh, LSU fan that uh, acts like the OU Texas fan? Oh, man, that's tough. Tyler, you'd be able to answer that. You were an LSU fan when you were 11. Um, Just keep an open hand, Robert. That's all I say. <laughs> you know that as a lawyer. If you have to push those guys down, then I think that's just a way of life down there. 
That's funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That but great food too. I wonder if that's the best. Is that the best food stop? Uh, oh, you know, God. Louisiana and the SEC. Could well, be, right. I don't know. It's it's dangerous to loop New Orleans in with Baton Rouge. True. I I don't. I'm sure they've got some good cuisine there, but I, everything that I've heard, Baton Rouge is a far cry from New Orleans. Well, it, it, Mississippi uh, people down there will tell you that they have the best gas station fried chicken. So. Is that what, what we got to look forward to, to in yeah, Starkville and Oxford is gas station fried chicken? What's the over-under oh, on man. stabbings that weekend? <laughs> in, <laughs> carjackings. High. High. I mean. Yeah, very high. Very, very high. I wouldn't mind like, – I think, obviously, like Bama because you want to, you want to play the best team. Um, but I haven't seen – I've never seen Georgia. I've never seen Florida. I guess the only places that I've seen in the SEC are Alabama, Tennessee, and I guess that's it. Well, you uh, A&M uh, and Missouri, and, Missouri yeah. and I've Arkansas. Been to Arkansas. Yeah, you, you went to a camp there. Yeah, I don't count A&M and Missouri, but yeah, I guess outside of that, I've well, never seen. Honestly, uh, the 2003 Sugar Bowl that was you pretty much seen Baton Rouge after you seen yeah. seen it that night. Yeah, isn't Ole Miss ranked really high? In, uh, it's a party like school. Gay experience. Yeah. yeah, it's a party school for sure. When they you, they don't really s- care about winning the game. They just want to win the party. When that's you're in the SEC, to win something. And you suck at football. You better have a great tailgate, yeah. and they do. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. A couple of segments left in hour number one. Stay tuned. Citra Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you hour number one of the rush on this Thursday. A couple special guests in studio with us, Rob, or excuse me, Robert Yala and Will Gosney of West Yala and Gosney. Check them out online, wyglawfirm.com. They're with us today because they won an auction and they won an hour on any show on the station and they picked us. How about that? That was awesome. Uh, smart choice. Very, very smart choice. No uh, brainer. That press conference is going on right now. Uh, Bill Biedenboe was up there right now. He was asked about the whole situation, sticking at OU and not going to USC. Quote, glad it's over with. It's something I never thought I'd be dealing with. I found out that Sunday I did. End quote. Wow. So a lot of people thought that all those coaches knew all along, too. And I'm sure maybe one did. But Biedenboe saying that I found out Sunday like everyone else. Yeah, I I don't think – here's the thing, man. We know this, especially whenever it's something of that magnitude. That secret doesn't, doesn't stay very long. If Lincoln had told the coaching staff two, three, five weeks previous that he was thinking about leaving and going to USC, it would be out instantly. Well, yeah, because you have to tell your wife. 
yeah. your wife will inevitably tell someone else. that gets out. I mean, it'd be the worst kept secret in town if that was the case. Yeah, even worse, you have to tell your agent, and when you tell your agent, then it's definitely the worst. Well, secret. it was such a uh, it was such a terribly kept secret that even LSU thought that they were going to get it. <laughs> right. I think like half the schools thought they were getting Lincoln. It's crazy. Yeah, I I believe Bill. I believe. Um, I believe that the coaching uh, – because the coaching staff all along – I I was talking to a couple of the guys as the LSU rumors were were floating around, and it was, man, I don't know. I don't know. And then, like, the last week, coaches are saying he's acting different, man. Something's going on. And then, boom. And then – well, and then he said on – uh, what he, did he say something leading up to the game? Also, there was rumors that he told the team that he wasn't going anywhere. Right. But there had been one or two times, like in his Tuesday press conference, where he said, "Like guys, I'm not I'm not leaving right. here." And then, and then of course Saturday night after Bedlam, he's I'm not going to LSU. Yeah, right. that, that's a good. That sounded like a lawyer right there. If, <laughs> if you're gonna pinpoint a lawyer statement. Uh, I'm yeah. not going to LSU. <laughs> Answer wink, a question wink. that wasn't asked to you, right? Yeah, right. right Let right, me yeah, stop you, you right there advice. before you go any further and ask the right question. I'm gonna answer the one that you've just alluded to right out of the gate. Yeah. No, that's and that I think that was the way he answered that is. A, a conversation with his agent, right? Like, right, sure, yeah. The rumor is LSU. You answer the LSU rumor. You don't answer anything else. That's, I got to believe Grinch was in on it. I, maybe not the full time, but I don't think it was Saturday night time. I mean, well, I don't know because Chris Plank and Gabe Eichert interviewed him. After the game, and after the game, he was he was upset about the way the game went, obviously. But I don't know. It was either Gabe or Plank said, "Well, Lincoln in his press conference just now just shut down that he's uh, that he's leaving. That right? he's going to LSU. He just he just totally shot that down." And Grinch was like. Well, I guess it's nice to know we have a job or something something to that effect. And I don't know. It just it didn't seem like a guy that's – I feel like there's an assistant coach that knew, and I feel like that assistant coach is Dennis Simmons. Simmons. Yeah. yeah. That's like his right-hand man. Yeah. I feel like Simmons knew. I, I feel like Clark Stroud knew. Um, I feel pretty good about that last one. So there were a couple people that knew, but I, I think for the, the mass majority of the staff was left in the dark on that deal. Yeah. And what a position to find yourself in. I mean, you know, your whole livelihood is doing this deal. If you go, you're going to be, you know, fans aren't going to like you. But you don't want to go probably to California if you're Bill Biedenboe or some of these other guys. And then you think, well, shoot, you know, am I going to have a job if I stay right. here? That's, that's well, tough. And I think even more, like, yeah, but even more than that, because it's like the most unique situation. If Lincoln is going to Columbus, Ohio – the cost of living, I'm sure, is a little bit more expensive in Columbus, Ohio. But, guys, like the money that you're making now might not cut it out in L.A. I mean, no you're going to have to take some big-time lifestyle changes in a hurry. Yeah, you're going to no have doubt. to live in a much smaller – I mean, it's that, that whole thing adds a big-time element to it. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. Here's the thing, though. Like, Yeah, I'm crying right now. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is interesting, though, that it's – 
it's a it's a as a position coach, and I know a lot of those coaches didn't want to make that move, but you got to go where the job is. But you're now at USC, which traditionally is a great job. You know, it's it's a blue blood program, so there is that. You you're still. I, I guess some people would consider it a lateral. I consider it a, a downward move, but it's not like you're leaving Oklahoma and you're going to coach at Tech in Lubbock or something. You know, you're sure, still yeah. at a, a really good. Program. Hey, uh, there's a YouTube poll out there that has the best TV shows ever, top ten. I got to get these guys' uh, opinion okay. on this list next segment before they get out of here. All right, yeah, let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Uh, we'll wrap up our number one next. Stay tuned. All right, final segment of hour number one. Been a fun hour hanging out with Will Gosney and Robert Yala of West Yala and Gosney, attorney at law. I was looking for their number, Teddy, and it was. I said, "Oh yeah, they they put it on this uh, Yeti that they gave both of us." Four zero five eight hundred eighty eighty. That's convenient. Ah, uh, I thought it was going to be like eighty sixty nine or something like that. Yeah. And have our favorite number you, in there. You would have loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, appreciate uh, you guys coming in today. I am it's curious. Fun. Yeah, I, I'm curious what they think of this list as we got only got a couple minutes left. YouTube poll names best TV shows ever. Friends is number one. I disagree, Robert but I could have shaken his head. I could have yeah. guessed that that was going to be number one. It's good. It's not the best ever. You couldn't even show it today. It's so lame uh, on PC. Really? I'm, I'm not PC, but there's a lot of people that said you couldn't show that because it's. Anti, anti, anti. Yeah, uh, probably true. Seinfeld's number two. I agree. Yes, yeah. That Seinfeld. one's great. But th- does that age us, though? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. No, Seinfeld <laughs> holds up totally. Yeah. Uh, just look cool with this one, Robert. Shake your head on Game of Thrones being number three. I have to say, I've never seen it. Woo! Oh, well, it's, smart, it's smart. It's a time commitment. It's a time yep. suckage. I couldn't commit. Yeah, save one, that up for retirement. This one will, all, will always uh, also age you. Three's Company is listed at number four. Wow. Is that Tom Hanks? No, that's uh, uh, John Ritter. That's John Ritter. Yeah. Oh, okay. Susan yeah. Summers. Suzanne Summers. Frazier is at number five. <laughs> that is... I unfortunately I can remember my parents watch. I think that was on like after the news. That was like the most boring show. The Office is at number six. Okay, that's, that's good. Office, that's my yeah. number. That's one A, one B, or one B for me is the Office. I watch that every day. Mash is at number seven. Yeah. Oh, Battlestar Galactica at number eight. I thought that was a movie. Okay. Weird. <laughs> Simpsons at number nine. That's an that's a favorite for me. It's a classic. And The Wire is at number ten. Never seen it. No. Same. Yeah. Never seen it. That's So all in mash. all, a pretty crappy list. Like every, Has there been a good yeah. list released in the past five years of any category? If you want to release a good list, you have to have a bunch of people really pissed off at it for <laughs> it to gain any steam Seriously. out there. 
All right, guys. We appreciate it. That was a lot of fun. See you guys. It was awesome. It was great. Thank you guys for having us. Yep. All right. Quick timeout. Hour number two of The Rush coming up next. Stay tuned.